0: You are now listening to the Life Defined Podcast, the show where we discuss the life defining moments that we all go through that oftentimes makes us or breaks us. On this show, we always like to remind you that you might be going through all types of hell right now, but glory is on the way. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, 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 what's up, good people? Here we are once again for a brand new episode of the Life Defined Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ray Watson II, and today I got a special treat. This is our part two episode um, that we started back uh, a few weeks ago with friends of the podcast, Daryl and Trisha Bale. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. What's up? <laughs> Thanks for having you. Now, thanks for being here. So, for those who may not have caught you guys in part one, let's start with the quick uh, recap about who you guys are, what you do. Give us the, the, yeah. the rundown.
1: Well, I'm I'm Daryl Bell, um, also known as Even the Levite, and me and Trish have been married for a little over twelve years now. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we have I do I got my music. I, I've been putting out music since two thousand. Uh, 2001, actually. And we've been doing our sexual healing since when did we start doing that?
2: 2015.
1: 2015. So it's been about five years. Mm -hmm. Wow, it doesn't feel like five (laughs) years. We are, you know, we're we're excited about the idea of helping couples. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, my music has kind of taken that turn as well. And yeah, that's Mm kind of what we've been doing.
2: Yep. And I'm Trisha Bell. I am a creative... I also am an advocate for uh, music artists, uh, help with branding, strategic marketing, things of that sort. And yeah, just with our sexual healing, it has been actually healing for our marriage. And um, we're excited to just be, you know, a resource and a help for couples who are, who maybe struggle with intimacy or, you know, maybe a, a person in the marriage has struggled with um, sexual trauma and just needs
0: help trying to, you know, enjoy one another. So yep,
2: yeah, that's who we are.
0: <laughs> cool beans. So in part one, we really talked about our sexual healing, how that came about, how you took the trauma that you had experienced when you were young and turned that, you know, like they say, your uh, test becomes your testimony. Mm-hmm. And, um, How that tragedy became the catalyst for you guys creating our sexual healing. So we really talked a lot about the marriage, some of the things that you guys had gone through and how you grew stronger as a couple. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On this episode, I wanted to talk about another major life defining moment in you guys' lives. And I think that revolves around Um, just your living situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. if anyone has heard part one, you can clearly tell y'all from Philly. (laughs) 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 Me,
1: hilarious. (laughs) Yep, yep.
0: Very clear uh, Mm -hmm. that y'all from Philly, and so, but now you're in Atlanta. So let's walk through how you went from philly to new york to maryland to then end up in uh, atlanta so uh what what made you leave philly to go to new york let's start there
2: mm-hmm.
0: well
1: um at the time when we were considering leaving we were working with uh, an organization called christ home for children um, we had just started working there and in our minds, we had already told ourselves, like you know, what we're probably only going to be there for like two years mm-hmm. because the work is very—you're dealing with kids that have trauma issues, and you know, neglect, neglect issues, issues yeah. and it's very difficult to deal with emotionally because you're, you 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 kind of have to keep the kids at arm's length. There's so there's only so much you can do. You parent the kids, but you can't spank them. You can you know, you, you're, you're at like a parent figure, but you still have to kind of lead them to respect their own parents. Mm -hmm. Um, even if their own parents aren't doing that great a job. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why you have them. So it's, it's a tension that you have to wrestle with the whole time you're there. So again, we had kind of committed like, all right, two years. And then after that, we probably need to go. And around that same time, we found out that our church in a you know, our church epiphany fellowship was planting another church uh, in Brooklyn in two years. And so we were like, yeah. Um, Now, uh, you know, now, mind you, before that, my wife always wanted to live in Brooklyn. Our second child's name is Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And this is before we even got to Brooklyn, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we, you know, we just kind of had it in our minds, like, Trish always said, if we ever plant a church in Brooklyn, I want to go. So when, <laughs> Always. So, so when we found out that they were actually doing that, I was like, oh, crap. Um,
2: and <laughs> remind you, Daryl has never wanted to live in New York, like ever. He said it. He's like, I'm not living in New York. I don't, I don't even, don't even ask me. Like, nah, it's not happening.
1: You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? mean? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Because, again, yeah, I've been to New York for like, my impression of new york at that time was it's expensive Mm -hmm. driving there is crazy Mm. um i remember driving up to new york once and somebody tried to run us off the road (laughs) and i was like the drivers up there crazy um it's expensive um and (laughs) like you know it's the birthplace of hip-hop and all this other cool stuff but you know it's it's expensive so Um, so I was like, "Nah, Philly's great. We pay like I think at the time we weren't even technically paying rent because it was they part were taking it out of our check. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but but it was still mad cheap. Yeah, but it was still <laughs> mad cheap. And so like, and we had a
2: whole house, a whole what three bedroom house with a basement, mm, backyard, front yard, garage, mm, every, driveway, every dining yeah, room, all that.
1: We had a dining room. <laughs> we had a dining room. It was great. So and like the idea of moving to New York was like, why would we do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I think over the course of those two years, like, the Lord kind of softened my heart. And, um, you know, it just felt like it was part of God's mission. So we were like, you know what, let's go ahead and do it. Um, We started trying to save up and, you know, preparing ourselves for this idea of moving. It was a rough process. Mm -hmm. Um, We had to give away our stuff because we were moving into a two-bedroom apartment that did not have a basement or a yeah. living room or not. a No, we had a living room. We didn't have a dining room. So yeah. we got rid of the dining room set and all that other stuff. And, you know, we packed everything up and we moved. And it was, you know, it was rugged. It, initially it was rough. Cause like just the first day I got a parking ticket from with my u all. you know what I'm saying? Like I brought up one load of boxes and not even boxes, just luggage. Yeah, like it was just the stuff that we had in the car. Not even the tr- we hadn't even opened the truck yet. Yeah. Um, but by the time I looked out the window, cops were writing us tickets, and that joint cost me like two hundred, like because the the U-Haul paid for it mm-hmm. right off. the chart, <laughs> right? And, they, and then they paid, then they charged me for paying for the ticket, so I had to pay like an extra fee on top of that. So it came out to two hundred. I was just like, yo, this is crazy.
0: Um, <laughs> I ain't even moved in good yet. No, wow. I was like, nope. oh, yo, this
1: is crazy. So and again, I was doing stuff that would have been normal in Philly, but right. in New York they got these expensive laws about it. So I was totally clueless and had no idea. But mm-hmm. you know, the law doesn't care about your ignorance. And so, we quickly learned yes.
2: about a lot of things.
1: Um, so you know, so again, it was a rough start, you know what I'm saying? Um, but eventually I started driving for Lyft and Uber. Uber first and then eventually Lyft and then eventually I abandoned Uber because Lyft was um, was a better paying job with, you know, a friendlier climate. Like I said, it was about three and a half years mm-hmm. um, of us trying to make things work and, you know, things eventually like, you know, again, we made... Our, fir- like, our
2: first, I think our first year in Brooklyn was like the best yeah. year, like the first two years, right? Because it was just a lot happening. Like we had a lot of op- open doors for opportunities. Um, we did like, uh, we did, we spoke at the Brooklyn, um, hip hop festival, which was really dope. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we had other, just other different opportunities with, with myself meeting, you know, people that I had been following that I was like trying to like, you know, model my blog after it was like a lot of open doors and we're like, okay, cool. This is dope. You know, Brooklyn, you know, even though it's like expensive and it's sometimes hard to like have community just because everyone's hustling. Because it's so expensive, you know it's hard to like get up with people, but outside of that it it still was like a good i feel like it still was like a good like creative space to be in, and just w- in terms of the church we were a part of, like everybody there was creative, and so we kind of you know bonded with those people um just over you know Jesus and being creative like it was great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but eventually, you know. Yeah, eventually,
1: so you know, at one point, <laughs> it was great. Like I said, we were doing a lot of stuff. I made like how much? Like one hundred twenty-seven. He made something. over six figures working for Lyft. Yeah, just driving so, for Lyft, which is yeah, crazy.
2: Man, you said how much?
1: <laughs> I think it was like one hundred twenty. <laughs>
2: on the on our on the taxes, it was like one hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot.
1: It was a lot um but let's but,
2: let's talk about the let's talk about the the negative side okay yeah this man was working like 60 hours a week mm-hmm. he was rarely home i mm-hmm. barely saw him if he would like sometimes sleep what four
1: hours well i would sleep like so you know part of the issue was you were pregnant around oh well that, that time was too. when
2: i got pregnant got worse yeah, yeah when she
1: was pregnant i was waking up I was coming home from work at 6 a.m. because that's when I would wake the kids up. I would take them to school. I would drive for like another couple hours after that. I would come home around 10, 11 o'clock. I would sleep for like two or three hours after I made her lunch and dinner. Because I was
2: so sick, I couldn't do anything. I was vomiting. She
1: was in the bed. Crazy. So I would make her or bring her lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. And then um, I would sleep for like three hours. Then I would go and wake I would wake up, go get the kids from school, make them dinner. Then you go back to sleep for a while. Sometimes I would hours. sometimes I would sleep for a couple hours before I went back out. And sometimes I would just go out and then I would take a nap while I was out mm-hmm. on the road somewhere. Like I would just pull over like in like a quiet, you know. Mm -hmm. back alley kind of area and just take a couple hours and sleep so
2: and it was like broken sleep so yeah i I never got i never
1: got more than three hours of sleep at a time
0: and that's absolutely
2: unhealthy like he's
0: that's a a serious trade-off though like i want to just real quick because Mm -hmm. people might hear you say you made one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year and automatically think wow that's a lot of money mm-hmm. y'all was balling life must have been good <laughs> with all that kind of money y'all must have just been set but like you said there's a serious trade-off mm-hmm. bringing in that kind of money you're really yeah. sleeping well yeah so there's a serious trade-off in yeah. trying to get the bag right yeah.
1: i mean That was like at its worst. It got better after she had the baby. Yeah, I got a lot more sleep and I was taking more days off or more time off, should I say? Uh, Like, I I would sometimes I would sometimes (laughs) sometimes I would take off two days a week instead of just one.
2: Oh yeah, well Um, yeah.
1: Oh, you know, it got a lot better, but um, but
2: then it got bad again.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So
2: can can I just say this? So before we moved to co- to go to New York from Philly. I think one of the things that we didn't realize till later on was that like we could have been much better stewards over our our finances, right? Mm-hmm. Because the job we were working at in Philly, uh Christ Home was paying us really well. And we we definitely saved up, we bought a vehicle, you know, we put like 2 or 3000 dollars down or something like that. And, you know, we, we paid it off. Like, you know, we were doing really well financially. However, we weren't saving as as much as we should have. We saved, but it wasn't enough. Right. Um, I think we were, we spent a lot more than we should have just in terms of like, Oh, you know, we got the money um, to get, you know, a new dining, a, di- a new dining room set. Well, we had, we had bought our, we we thrifted, but like we, we kind of, splurged in other areas right and so moving to New York is like yo we would have had a little bit more saved up we wouldn't have had to like get a credit card and be paying rent for it for the first couple months because the job situation wasn't what we thought it was going to be when we got there so you know stuff had changed and so we weren't prepared for the change we weren't prepared for the like yo this is not what we (laughs) expected (laughs) <laughs> and so like how do you adapt when you don't have, you know, emergency funds mm. um in, in your account, you know? Yeah. So moving forward, like yeah, he was making six figures, but we was also blowing them up. You know what I mean? I was brunching it up, you know, <laughs> we was, you know, spending like buying clothes and you know, it's Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn. So you you have that like, I don't know, you just it's 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 very tempting to Dress the part, you know what I'm saying? If that makes Adapt sense. That to that culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we realize now that like yo, we were balling. Like mm-hmm. they were, it was just we should have, you know, we should have just saved
1: yeah. a lot
2: more than we did.
1: And so Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of overconfidence that comes with making that much money. Mm-hmm. Like if you know if if you know, oh I could easily make five hundred dollars on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? That was it's, happening. It's easy to feel like, oh, if, if something happens or like, you know, or this unexpected expense comes up and like I didn't have like I wasn't really using our credit credit card, mm-hmm. but I was using a PayPal credit card that, you know, I would spend it and then it would just wait until the money went into my bank account and then it would pull it out. So it wasn't actually like any interest or anything. And, you know, it was kind of like a perfect case scenario. It was so, you know, again, when you feel like, when you know, like, I could easily make a G this weekend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to feel like, oh, we straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If yeah. something bad happens, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All I got to do is work this weekend and we'll be straight. You know what I'm saying? But you know, when, <laughs> when those tickets start adding up yeah, and then the court says you can't drive anymore. <laughs> You can't go out that weekend and make that $1,000, you know what I'm saying? So all that stuff that you, or, you know, I think at the moment, so, and that's eventually what happened to us. Like, I think it was February Mm -hmm. 2018. Yeah. 2018.
2: Yeah. February 2018. So February,
1: you know, 2018, a little over two years ago, I went to court. I was going to fight a ticket. I thought I was going to win. I left and they were like, you can't drive no more. Your license was suspended for at least six, six months. months. Yeah. Um, and I was
0: like, it was what? devastating. Yeah, I cried. Was I he cried. Was
2: crying. I was like, oh, my. like, yeah. What are we
1: going to do? Because that was, was your,
0: your uh, sole source of income, right? Exactly. Personally. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, because at that moment, like, you know, again, I was doing music, but music wasn't making me any money you know what I'm saying? And like,
2: he, he didn't have time to do music, yeah. really. And,
1: and with that kind of schedule, yeah, yeah, I didn't have time for music. Like, I was, you know, I was trying to, like, promote myself as a driver. Like, I gave away all my stickers while I was driving mm-hmm. for Lyft, all my business cards, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a couple, there's a few people that I met when I was driving that, you know, those kind of relationships kind of, like, they were beneficial, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But, um, but for the most part, I just kind of got some new fans and new people to check out my playlist because they liked the music I was playing in the car. But, I, you know, I, I promoted myself, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, while I was driving. But I wasn't writing a whole lot. I wasn't making a whole lot of more music. So, like.
2: Well, it wasn't until you couldn't drive anymore mm-hmm. that he was like, all right, I got to, I need to do something. Yeah. Um, And then you, you, we, he created a Patreon
1: page. That's when I started, like, the verse of the month. hmm um, started trying to finish this album. So, mm-hmm. um, but you know, but again, like at, in February, 2018, it was like, yo, like, what, what are we going to do now? Like, cause you know, again, it's one thing to have, like, you know, to be paying like five, six, seven hundred dollars a month for rank. And, <laughs> you know, and when you, when your job is like, Oh, you know, you're fired, you know, then it's like, dad, where am I going to come up with this money? You know what I'm saying? It's a lot easier to try to figure out where that's gonna come from. Absolutely. But when your rent is like 1850. 18, 1850 a month. And, what you gonna do? You know, and again, in like, you know, and the other thing was like we had a lot of like automatically deducted stuff that mm-hmm. was coming out of our account. Yep. Yeah. That I didn't even that I didn't even <laughs> realize. You know what I'm saying? Like Lots of stuff that was for, like, business. Like, Trish was trying to, like, do all this stuff with blogging and stuff. So, like, YouTube, Buddy, and, like, all the – I can't even remember a lot of them. Because, like, she was just like, hey, I want to do this thing. Can I do it? And I'll be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. We got it. We got the money. And I wasn't even thinking about it until it started coming out the account. And I was like, what's this other $30 charge? She was like, that's the thing, remember? And I was like, no. And then, like, the next day something else will come out. I'll be like, what's this $20 to – why is YouTube charging us 20 dollars like remember that thing and like I'll be like no I don't remember that cancel it all right all right all right. And next day amazon' you know what I'm saying it was just like yo what have, what have we been doing like and it was like yo we've been spending like two three hundred dollars in subscriptions and stuff yeah, you know crazy. what I'm saying so it was a lot of stuff that just we weren't paying attention to
2: yeah
1: um and we just weren't we weren't, we weren't watching the money so yeah You know, it it took a while for us to even realize all the things that were pulling money out of our accounts because we were getting overdrafted like all the time over the next year yeah, because of like, oh yeah, that thing is like every six months. (laughs) And this one is, this is an annual charge. It comes out once a year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like for the next year, we was just like, yo, what's this other thing? Like, why is Amazon taking more of our money? I thought we, you know, so, you know, so it took us a while just to kind of recover from just like all the subscriptions and like just, and again, like, and I learned this, there's a specific passage that the Lord like showed me when we were on the Beast Mode Tour. Um, you know, we have plans of like, yo, we're going to make this much amount of money and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't work out like that. And there's a passage in James that says, you know, don't say I'm going to go such and such a place. I'm going to make such amount of money. Say if the Lord wills, I'm going to do such and such. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I learned learned how real that passage was after the Beast Mode Tour. Um, But I had to relearn it again after this because I was just like, every weekend I was thinking to myself, I'm about to go out and make such and such, you know what I'm saying? I can Mm -hmm. make a thousand in a weekend, you know, and I was treating it like it was guaranteed. Um, but it wasn't because Mm -hmm. the second it was gone, I was just like, Oh snap, I'm immediately in debt. You know what I'm saying? And again, in my mind, I'm immediately in debt, but in actuality, I was already in debt. I just thought I was going to have the money and now I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it was it was super rough. Again, like, because, again, we're in New York. I'm thinking to myself, I'm making it. I'm taking care of my family. I'm providing. I'm sacrificing things. Um, but it's worth the sacrifice because my family is taken care of. And now it's like, you can't even do that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like the one thing that I felt like I was contributing to my household wasn't something I was contributing anymore. So it got it got super rough for, like, the next... So
2: up until um, July, so we tried to, you know, find jobs and we were, we were working for TaskRabbit and kind of like trying to sustain ourselves. We couldn't, we didn't have enough for rent. Um, But by God's grace, you know, we had people who were just helping us, like our church fam just, you know, came alongside us and was like, hey, here's, here's rent for the next two months. Like, what? (laughs) We're like, wait, what? (laughs) So the Lord definitely like showed up and helped us during that like that transition period um but we were trying to figure out well does the lord want us to stay here or should we leave and when everything was like i mean we tried everything we were trying to get a new place because we were um uh, getting out of our lease and we're like all right so if we can find a place and we have the money for it you know then we'll be okay and they rejected us it was just it was like the lord was like nah you yeah. shut and that, every door <laughs> and
1: that sucks too when you're like because you know they want like application fees and stuff oh yeah so you're spending application fee money yeah. and they're like no sorry you're like i just wasted a
2: hundred dollars because we had to spend fifty dollars per per application check, you know what what yeah all of that it was a lot it was yeah, a lot it, just, it hurts but i so one of the like dope parts about it was i was getting therapy all throughout this time and my therapist, who's a lovely Jewish lady, doesn't know the Lord, but just, I think, has an understanding of God, and was very, like, you know, she knew my story, of course, and she's just like, hey, um, me, and she, so her friend is the person that I, because I was driving for Lyft off and on, too, and um, one of my passengers happened to be a therapist, and she was like, I just had broke down cause I was just going through a lot cause of, you know, Daryl lost a job and I was just like, I don't know what to do. It's a lot going on. And then some of my past stuff had been coming up. And, and so she was like, Oh, I can recommend you to, um, one of the top therapists in New York city. Um, you know, give me your information. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so I didn't think she would call, but she called. And so ended up getting therapy with one of the top therapists in New York for free, for free, for free. <laughs> and um during those sessions like she said her and the woman that I had met wanted to come alongside my family and start a GoFundMe because she knew that you know what was going on and so it was like complete strangers nobody that we knew knew about it because we didn't want to put up you know it was just like we don't want to put ourselves out there like that's not we don't want to ask for anything like we just knew we just had to trust God was that was that's all we knew and these complete strangers gave us a total of, like, $11,000, like, (laughs) because we had back, it was, it was some back rent we had that we had to, that we owed, plus on, you know, on top of other bills and stuff that we had owed that we could just couldn't pay, Mm. and so that, that helped us pay off, like, two or three months worth of rent, um, plus, like, some bills, um, that were, um, due, and then, us moving out of New York. So us moving out of New York was like, we had to get a truck. We had to, you know, do all the, I had to go all the way to Philly to yeah, get a like, U-Haul truck. Cause no, there were no U-Haul trucks available in New York, New Jersey, or like, it was like nothing available. So I had to take a bus all the way to Philly, drive a U-Haul, a 20, 27 foot <laughs> U-Haul by myself and bring it all the way back up to New York just for us to pack all of our stuff up to go back, back to, to Philly. Philly. So yeah. So yeah, it was crazy. yeah. So we thought we were going back to Philly because our old job, Christ phone for children was hiring again. And we were like, we don't want to do it, but you know, if, if this is an opportunity, maybe this is an opportunity for us, you know, to just go back to Philly, you know, cause at that point we were just seeking the Lord, like, what are we doing? God, we have no idea. Like it was, there was no clear answers nothing was like you know we just didn't know and so we was just like all right well maybe this is you know something we should try if the lord you know wants us there then we'll we'll be there and so uh, we reapplied we didn't get the job mm-hmm. didn't know we got didn't get the job until after we moved all of our stuff into a, a storage unit in Philadelphia
0: mm-hmm. so so you were, were banking in- on getting that job in Philly Oh yeah yeah Yeah. yeah.
2: so we get to Philly And we're at our friend's house and my dad's like, oh, you know, y'all can come, you know, I wanna see y'all, you know, come to Maryland because he's in Maryland. And so he's like, come to Maryland, you know, let's, you know, hang out, whatever. And so we go to Maryland to visit my dad and (laughs) visit. (laughs) To visit. And we really had no idea that we were not, we were gonna stay there for the next year and a half after that. We never went back to Philly. (laughs) All of our stuff was in Philly for a whole Year and a half in storage, right? In yep. storage, yeah, yeah. And we had to pay, you know, that was that was that was almost three hundred dollars yeah, a month. Rent,
1: rent went Ooh. up twice while that stuff was in storage. Mm-hmm. um Another yeah. expense. Yeah. Yep. I yep. mean, and again, in in retrospect, like it's not like we were paying rent at your dad's house. Oh yeah,
2: we didn't have to pay in anything. But
1: more. you know what I'm saying? With with the little bit of work we were getting done. Like, in the little bit of money we were making, it was just a pain in the butt. Yeah. You know, and eventually, like, it was like, we couldn't afford it. But, yeah, that's how we ended up in Maryland. We didn't Mm -hmm. plan on staying, but we just kind of got stuck there. And the Lord was like, yeah, you're here. We were like, oh, great.
2: But honestly, I mean, at first it was like, I really didn't want to do it because I, me and my dad had some, you know, we had issues and unresolved things that we needed to work through. And so it was an opportunity for us to work through those things, and so that was a good thing. Uh, uh, we talked a lot about those those issues, and you know, I think it just helped us repair our
1: relationship. But you know, it was it was, it was Maryland. It was Maryland, and but <laughs> you, when you come from <laughs> Philly, and then you come from New York, yeah, and then you and then you end up getting stuck in in Maryland and, and, tr- and tr- again, not, not, right, not just right, not, not just
2: like regular like PG County. It was it was. Charles County, which is like so, so, southern Maryland and it's nothing really out there but like woods
1: yeah, and had, shopping I had, centers. I had to walk to work on with no sidewalks and no street lights.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You know yo, like there's not even like a bus that could like Mm-mm. you know what I'm saying? It was like, yo, this is not Philly or New York, you know? So it was it was a rugged transition. It was like yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, but again, it was valuable. Was but I did
0: have two two questions I did want to ask about mm-hmm. that um, that time in New York. One question I had was between February and July, when you were unemployed and you still had all of these expenses and bills, how did you guys, one, when money's tight, I'm, like your patience gets real thin with mm-hmm. people. So how did you guys not take take it out against each other. How did you guys keep mm-hmm. your marriage good during that time of being unemployed and still having all of these bills and expectations? And you got kids too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In case we didn't mention that, you guys have kids. Yeah. yeah. how did you keep the yeah. marriage good with all of that going on during that time? It was tough. Yeah, I think- I,
2: I'll, say, I, I'll, I'll say for me, I was pissed, I'm not gonna lie. I was hurt, I was angry. Like, and maybe I didn't show it to Daryl because I was, I think I was just like trying to process everything. Right. And at the time, you know, I, I was getting therapy, so it was, the timing was right because I was able to get some of that stuff out into, in therapy and not like just, you know, lash out at my husband. Um, And so, but I was lashing out with, with my son my children. I think more so with my son, just because he, his behavior sometimes can be, you know, just, he doesn't like to listen (laughs) as much. And I was struggling. And I I remember having to catch myself because I, it it was just a lot at that time. It was a lot, a lot of stress trying to figure out how we're going to make the the rent, how we're going to pay bills. And our landlord was like very, like not a good person. She was not a good person. And so that on top of, you know, everything else was just like, it was just a lot. And so I definitely kind of took some stuff out on, on him, on both of the children and with therapy, it definitely got better. And then we were very intentional in terms of just being like, he's always allowed me to be vocal and allow me to express myself in, you know, how I need to. And I, I'm, I'm a confrontational person. So Anytime I would feel something, I'm going to like tell you, like I'm feeling some type of way because X, Y, and Z, or like I can't believe we're here, you know. And I, I really like the Lord was convicting me on, you know, trying to like blame him or like he kept me from doing that because I'm like, you made a mistake, you made mistakes, right? And no one is perfect, and I'm not about to like, you know, talk down to my husband or or discourage him. Because I I need to be his biggest cheerleader. I need to be his biggest encourager. And that's what I, that's all I've ever wanted to be, you know? And so even though he was, he was going through it and we were going through it together, I just wanted to make sure like he knew that I still had his back Mm. because I wasn't, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't like, you know, I couldn't be, but so angry with him. You know, of course I was angry and upset and disappointed, but you know, it, I, it just, we're in this together, you know what I'm saying? Like there are things that I know I could have done better in terms of, you know, not trying to spend all the money on brunching and not trying to, you know, um, being better with like what I was spending my money on in terms of business stuff, trying to like, you know, do, I was trying to make a hobby of business and it just wasn't, it just wasn't working. And so I could have done better with that, but yeah, I think, I think that was, that was part of it.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it, too, like, I didn't realize how much how much guilt I felt because of it. I think I carried it for probably, like, the next year and a half, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, like, I felt like I, I think I repented of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every time we would pray and money came up, I would just be like, Lord, forgive me, you know what I'm saying, because I messed up. And it was like, I'm not talking about like, I messed up again. I was still talking about, I got my license taken away months or at this point a year or at this point a year and a half ago. I kept repeating, like I kept repenting over the same thing because I felt, I still felt guilty about it. Mm -hmm. And so like her being as supportive as she was and trying to cheer me on um was 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 good it was definitely helpful because you know if she would have came in my neck like the wrong way like I definitely would have just been like I I don't know if I would have had the um like the the self-respect enough or like this appreciation to be like well no babe you're wrong because you know whatever I would have just been like yeah you're right you know what I'm saying like Cause I just felt like I owed her and I owed the kids and like, I need to humble myself to whatever degree they think is appropriate and, you know, figure this stuff out. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't really in a place where I was just like, you know what? I made this mistake, but you know what I'm saying? I'm still like one of God's chosen and, you know, sanctified. And like, I wasn't, I wasn't one (laughs) of those, I wasn't in that place right then. And um, I would
2: say a confidence level was, like, at an all-time low.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, because even when we got to Maryland and, you know, he was looking for jobs and stuff, like, even the jobs you were looking for was, like, I'm like, babe, like, you can do this. Like, you had to even apply. And then he was, you know, I think he just, you know how when you just get yourself into that low place and you just, like, you feel paralyzed, kind of? I think that's where he was, because you know, my dad was like, is he gonna get a job? Is he gonna get a job? I'm like, he was looking for jobs. It just wasn't, you know, I think he was just kind of dragging his feet a bit because just where he was mentally. um, But I don't think he could articulate that. And and I don't think he was able to come to that conclusion until we had like a real serious conversation about stuff. Because I was just like, babe, like, listen, I've got your back. I'm here. But I need you to like, we just, we just, I just need you to prioritize. <laughs> and, you know, it was a good conversation. I think it was, I don't know, I don't know how you felt about it. I don't, you know, you know, the conversation I'm talking about. I feel like we had a few. We had two of them. <laughs> we had a couple. We had a couple. But um, I don't know how it made you feel afterwards. But
1: yeah. I know
2: you were kind of like, you're right, I need to get it together type of like mm. response.
1: Yeah, it was, it was it was tough. But I think I think I think we got to a place where we saw that the Lord was with us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we we saw that like we, we we're still important. Like our connection is still important and we can't let that go because of whatever else is going on. Right. You know. And so I think like we just prioritized the marriage and our connection to a place where our situation wasn't hindering that. And we chose like to be a team and fight against the real issue together instead of fighting each other. I think that's kind of what got us, that's what got us through those next couple of years.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: But yeah, but it was definitely difficult. Like, you know, it was was just a hard process.
0: For sure. Okay, and then the, the second question I had about that was how did you not lose your faith during that time?
1: yeah again like the Lord was always coming through listen you know what I'm saying when I
2: tell you <laughs> if, no, if you don't believe God is real like the, in that moment I was like yo I can never deny that God is real like that $11,000 like for two people two donors gave $3,000 at a time they didn't even know you did not know us from Adam
1: No, wow. and I
2: was like I said Lord what? You must really love us, because I don't fan. It was crazy. Like, you know, and every day there was, like, money coming in, coming in, coming in. I'm like, yo, I'm like, babe, did you yeah. see?
1: Because, again, it was, how long was that? How many months was it? It was,
2: I, I feel like it was a couple of weeks. It might have been,
1: like, a full month and a half. Well, no, I'm thinking, like, because, oh, again, I lost my license in February. Right. And, again, we were immediately in debt. And then we didn't leave until July. Yeah, like I don't think it started. I don't and think like, it started until... And again, we didn't make a lot of money. So, like, all that money came from somewhere, yeah. right? Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, we're talking, again, almost $2,000 a month for rent and then just bills.
0: <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying?
1: And so all that money came from somewhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Lord was providing through his saints. He was oh, providing yeah. through people that we didn't know. And, you a know. sister
2: came to our house. I'm thinking she's dropping off food, Right. I look in the bag. She leaves the house. I look in the bag. It's an envelope in the bag. And I'm like, what is this? This woman gave us $2,000 cash. Wow. Who does that? I was like, wow. she's like, yeah, the Lord had been telling me I needed to do it a long time ago, and I, I just didn't listen, and as the Lord just told me to give y'all this today. And wow. I'm like, girl, what? You yeah. just made a whole rent. Like, yeah. what?
1: so it and was again, crazy and, you know and it's and it's been consistent you know what i'm saying it's not like yeah. it's not like it stopped when everything got bad like i mean we, yeah because even even until like all like the, the couch we're sitting on right now we got it for free the table in front of us was free the tv in front of us was free the stand okay. sitting on was free the fan that we that we had to turn off before the interview was free like The chairs we got in here, the like all of most, if not all of the furniture we have in our Atlanta house right now,
2: was free. free.
1: You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) it is nice, like they, you know, like so it's like it hasn't stopped since we got here. Like the Lord's been consistent in His faithfulness and in His providing for us and making sure that we have stuff. Because again, we were like, "Yo, are we gonna be sleeping on another air mattress for the next?" You know couple years and the Lord provided a bed, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and a dresser for us to put our stuff in. So like mm-hmm. the Lord's still coming through and, you know, showing up and, um, you know, and now we got, you know, I got a job and, you know, I can still, you He know,
2: technically has like three jobs.
1: Technically. No, yeah, yeah. He has three jobs.
2: And one of them actually pays for half of our rent. So,
1: yeah, I I kind of work for the apartment building. I take care of the trash and they deduct it straight from the rent. So but yeah. So like the Lord's still being faithful. Um, so I, you know, faith was never a question for me. Like, you know, and again, like there's times where it's like, but is the Lord gonna do it though? Like we now don't that part, it's not it's not a question of if he can. It's always a question of will he, will he? You and know what and I'm how yeah. I'm yeah like, and, how, how, is it gonna and how long are we gonna have to wait until we see it? you know what i'm saying <laughs> right and that's where the struggle is yeah. like you know it's it's never been a question of can the lord do it yeah. it's always like but is he going to like does he want to right like does he, <laughs> does he, does he want, want to because <laughs> like, again if because again like and that's another part of it too like when you go back like talking about my guilt like my guilt didn't want like me feeling guilty made me say, he doesn't owe me anything. He doesn't have to, he might not, he might just let us suffer because I deserve it. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so that was another tough part to wrestle with when I was praying Mm -hmm. was, you know, is the Lord going to come through because he might just be punishing us, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because, again, the Lord promises to provide, but what does provision look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to be, I'm going to keep you in your $2,000 New York apartment. You know what I'm saying? It could be, I'm going to move you like you're in Maryland where rent is free, and, you know, you know, I'll just take care of food and clothing from there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it doesn't have to, like, because, again, we want it to look a certain way. But it doesn't always have to look the way you want it to look. You know what I'm saying? He Mm -hmm. could just be like, I'm gonna move you into a homeless shelter. You you'll have a roof over your head, you'll have clothes on your back, you know what I'm saying, you'll have food in your mouth. So like like again, he doesn't it doesn't have to look the way we want it to, Mm -hmm. but he will do it. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. so again, I didn't know what it was gonna look like. Um what was I saying?
2: I'm sorry, I don't know. (laughs) You were talking about um, what the Lord could do in terms of how it could live. So, yeah.
1: So, you know, again, he doesn't have to. And I just didn't feel like I just didn't know. I just felt guilty like he might not. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't owe me anything. He might just be, you know, punishing us. You know, because, again, I would think about Hmm. David, you know, David being a leader. He decides one day, you know, I'm going to count the people and some 20 some some 10,000 amount of people end up perishing because of it. And it was just like, it was just because David as a leader made a decision. And that's what happened. Like, a bunch of Israelites had to die. And that's, that's the way I was looking at it. Like, yo, I made a decision and my family's going to suffer for it. And that's just the burden of being a leader, you know? Now, since then, I've read the passage again, and I realized, oh, wait, it says that the Lord provoked the Lord was upset with Israel and provoked David to do that because he wanted to punish Israel. <laughs> so I feel I feel a little bit better about the passage now because I'm just like, yo, that's crazy. Um, I still I still feel like, yo, know, as a leader, there's certain responsibilities that you take on, and sometimes you take people down with you. But that passage in particular, I'm like, yo, okay, he he actually wanted David to do that because he wanted to punish Israel. So it wasn't just like. David made a mistake and Israel had to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel was paying for their own mistakes and he was using David. But but I think I was just really wrestling with whether the Lord really wanted to or not. But, you know, obviously he he showed up and, um, you know, he proved that his, his character is still official. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he's not, you know, and that he still loves us. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he came through in a lot of ways that mm-hmm. made us say, you know what? Like he's still sovereign. He still forgives. You know, he's still taking care of us, regardless of whether I I deserved it or not. You know, so
0: yeah, we went from Philly to New York to Maryland, and now you're in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. How did you? What took you to Atlanta?
2: (laughs) So when we first came to Maryland, we were just trying to. I think it was just like a. It's definitely a holding place for us, Mm -hmm. and you know i think the lord just was kind of like i need you here to breathe like it was definitely a place for us to just breathe and just relax and, rest yeah rest absolutely because new york was a lot and so it was good for the kids you know their school was really good and you know they had room to play and stuff like that but we were kind of still trying to figure out all right well what's the next move you know like yeah, what this
1: this can't be it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: like we don't like what lord what do you want you know because i i think we've always known that daryl has always had a desire to teach he's had a desire to still do music as well but more so like teach and speak and stuff like that and um he just hasn't been in a place to you know have that opportunity and you know for myself i'm you know naturally i'm a creative and i i'm i'm always like well we're what can I, you know, what what should I be focusing on right now? I know I got to focus on the kids because I'm home with the kids all day. But what else can I do that can like help with like, you know, just, I don't know, foster some of the like passions that I have. And, um, you know, what, like, where should we go? So Atlanta, Atlanta kept coming up because we have a lot of friends here. One friend in particular, R. Swift, we, I think we spoke to him earlier on and he was like, Yo, y'all need to just be here. Like y'all should just be here. Like, it's just, it's just, y'all just need to be here. <laughs> it's like everything is good here. Like it's, you know, c- a lower cost of living. You know, it's a creative place. Black people are doing well. You know, it's just, there's a huge, huge church community, um, Christian community out here, different churches, but you know, it's the community is thick. I was like, yo, that's that's dope. Like, okay. Um, and so some time went on, you know, we weren't ready to go at that time when we first got to Maryland. So mm-hmm. it was like, all right, Lord, I didn't, I didn't even think anything of it anymore. I was just like, all right, well, if the Lord wants us to be wherever he wants us to be, it's going to happen in his time. So mm-hmm. I guess like a year went by and I don't know how it came up again. Well, um, what happened
1: was, remember my job? we got the announcement at my job that <laughs> yeah. they were going to be shutting down. Yep. Cause like, I guess the outlet that I worked at wasn't making, it wasn't worth the rent, mm-hmm. but like what we were making there. So they were like, you know, we're going to shut down the outlet. Mm-hmm. So we started looking for jobs. I was just like, yo, they're going to give me a severance check that we could use this money to move to Atlanta. Now, again, just like New York, I didn't actually want to go to Atlanta. I've always <laughs> like, one, it's hot. <laughs> Two, I'm not really a big fan of a, a lot of music that comes out of Atlanta. Like Moving to Philly like made me a better rapper because I was around better rappers. Mm-hmm. Um, moving to New York was promising too because I was just like, yo, that's the home of hip hop. You yeah. know what I'm saying, will mm-hmm. yeah. be better. And I've seen people move to areas where the music isn't that great and then all of a sudden the music becomes not that great. So I was just like, I don't want to be that person, right? So I wasn't excited about moving to Atlanta at first. But when I started looking at the cost of living and all the other factors that made it more appetizing for me, Mm -hmm. um, I was just like, you know what, we can do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, again, when I got that note, like when I realized, like, yeah, the job's shutting down, they're giving me a severance check. I was just like, yo, let's let's start planning on what it's going to look like to move to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know, the date, you know, it was like supposed to be in November or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, I talked to Trish had a friend that lived down here. She was at a job. She kind of connected me with her boss and we talked, we had an interview. He was going to have me come down when, um, when you know, the, when the outlet shut down. Then the outlet pushed it back a month. Mm-hmm. So he offered to give me half the severance now and then half 90 days later. So I took the opportunity and, you know, we moved out here. And um, that's kind of how we ended up here. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, plus, we had friends gunning for us. Like yeah. they were like,
1: like Swift got us. Swift got a, us a
2: free vehicle, mm-hmm. an SUV for free, mind you, again for free. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And then the place that we live in, he got he got us into this place as well. So, you know, it was definitely the Lord using uh Rodney Graham <laughs> to get us here. Cause I don't if he was not there, like we wouldn't we definitely wouldn't be here. Yeah, the Lord so wouldn't come through in
1: those ways, we definitely would have still been like in Maryland and still trying to figure out where was next. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah.
2: Yeah. And now and and Daryl just had an opportunity to teach um at uh the church that we've been going to. We, you know, we're all doing, like, online uh, church. And so um, he got asked to teach last Sunday, and that was, like, really dope because we're not even members yet. <laughs> but, but they, you know, our friend, a friend of ours who, her and her husband are over there, um, home group. And so she knows us, and she knows Daryl. She knows what he's capable of. So she was like, y'all, I really want Daryl to teach. So i was like, all right, awesome. And it, that's that's
0: it. <laughs> so what... Would be your advice to someone else who may be experiencing a similar season of life as you guys were going through mm. either unemployed or underemployed, you know, struggling to make ends meet, wondering if the Lord's going to come through, you know, where is it going to come from? What advice would you give to someone that's, again, experiencing that season of life?
1: I think, um, you know, again, the Lord is definitely faithful. He will come through. I think the challenge for us is to trust that he will, and then to do our part, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I always feel better about what the Lord's gonna do and how he's gonna come through when I know for sure that I feel confident in what I've contributed. Now again, the Lord can totally come through without me contributing my part. But it just feels better knowing that like I, I I haven't done anything wrong, and there's no like he doesn't have a reason to to like to discipline me in the process when when I've actually like been obedient i've 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 knocked on all the doors um i've been seeking work i've been you know trying to improve myself i've been trying to add things to my resume you know i've been trying to do what i can uh, to make sure i'm coming through and, and making myself more valuable so you know so that's that's my advice just work on yourself make yourself more valuable you know what i'm saying and continue to pray um, when opportunities come up take them Uh, Don't turn stuff down unless you know it's just objectively wrong. Mm. Um, But take whatever opportunities are given to you and, um, you know, make the most of them. Even if they even if they seem like they're not that great, um, they might lead to something else that is.
2: Yeah. Because,
1: again, like you look at like Moses and David, like, you know, being shepherds wasn't part of the plan, Mm -hmm. but it prepared them for what was next. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's shepherding doesn't feel great. But, you know, like, it's what prepared them to shepherd God's people, you right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it ended up being what made them qualified for mm-hmm. for the greatness that, you know, it, it was training mm-hmm. for what they needed to, for what they needed to do. That's good. Future. That's a good points.
2: Yeah, I was just saying it's important to um, stay faithful uh, in your communion with God, like uh, constantly seeking him and and spending time with him you know, praying, because I mean, that's important, right? We can't like, just expect the Lord to change things. And we just, we just like far from him, you know, um, but continue to abide in Christ. Um, and he'll lead you where he wants you to be. You know, I think I think that's also the key is like, yo, where do you want me, you know, in, in the midst of all of this, you know, like, black, like, how where do you want me? And I trust, I trust you to put me where you want me to be. And like Daryl was saying and and on top of that, doing work. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great balance that mm-hmm. you've covered. You do all that you can do. You know, like there's a scripture that says, you know, one man waters, one man plants. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. the Lord that brings the increase. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Plant, plant. If you water, you water. But in the end, it's only the Lord that's going to bring that increase. It's only the Absolutely. Lord. Absolutely. Yeah do his part to make mm-hmm. it all work. But yeah. if you do all that you can do. You know, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I mean, cause uh, farmer, far, you know, especially back then, like farmers, like that's all they can do. You plant the seeds
0: mm-hmm.
1: right, <laughs> and then you hope that the, you hope that God controls the weather yeah. in a way that's favor- favorable for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like if it doesn't rain, like you're screwed, you know what I'm saying? But if God decides to make it rain, then you're, you'll be straight, you know? And um, you kind of wait in faith, like for God to come through and provide water for your crops. Um, And also to keep off all the locusts and, you know, whatever other possibilities might mess them up, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, some things you can't prepare for. You know, I think I think we're all kind of getting that right now with the COVID-19 situation. (laughs) Like you can't prepare for everything, you know. I mean, some things you can. We got friends that were prepared. You know mm-hmm. what I'm
0: saying?
1: <laughs> there we got, go, there we there. got a couple that were like, yo, we've been stocking up since 2004. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, um, but, you know, but sometimes you can't prepare for it. Again, like, we weren't in a place to prepare for no, nothing. Not like, at you all. know what I'm saying? We've been trying to get back on our feet since, you know, whatever. But. Like, I think mentally we're prepared for this because we yes. just know we just know that the Lord's going to come through. Like, he's come through for the last two years when we didn't have, so why wouldn't he come through now? Listen, you know what yo, I'm saying? Listen.
2: So When I tell you the peace that I have over all of this, because typically I'm, like, anxiety-ridden, I'm having panic attacks, like, and of course, you know, there's, there's the, for me, it's a normal, like, Precautionary, like yo, make sure you got your hand sanitizer, make sure you got your, your mask. Like, what's happening? Don't go out there without your Clorox wipes. <laughs> like, I'm I'm very like you know cognizant of those things, but at the same time, I'm like yo, the Lord got us. Like, He got He brought us through all. Of, we've been through hell, bro, and back. Like, like He got us. Like for real. So I'm I do not I do not for one second. um I don't believe that the lord will is it's not going to you know come through and 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 revive all of us from this situation like I really do believe it's, it's once the the air clears you know especially believers we probably, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild it's gonna be crazy <laughs> it's gonna be really really good just to be back in community with one another and yeah I think it's i i somebody else was saying they they're expecting a revival. Uh, 2020s will be a revival after this this COVID 19 thing. I'm like, yo, I let's hope. Yeah, for sure. Let's
0: hope. Yeah. So, um, is there anything else going on that you guys would like to promote that you got going on in your individual lives that you want to promote before we head out?
1: Yeah, just hit up hit up my Patreon Patreon backslash Patreon dot com mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: forward slash Stephen the Levite um, I'm trying to put more stuff up now that I've got very little else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, be patient though. Cause all four of us are fighting over one laptop until the school provides those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I'm trying to upload stuff there. My album is coming soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so keep your eyes open for that. And, um, I know you got some things you're trying to do.
2: I do have some things that I'm trying to do. (laughs) I'm relaunching uh, my business. And so for any uh, independent artists or creatives out there who need help, um, you know, just with starting or, you know, you need like clarity on your why um, you need like a brand strategy, um, marketing tools, things like that. Like, hit me up. Um, I, I did that for almost 10 years. Um, and so I'm trying to get back into it and yeah, um, that's what I'm doing. And, and you where can, can find, they find you? Yeah, they can uh, find me at, uh, on Instagram. I'm at T bells. Um, and my, my business Instagram is, uh, art. indulge one word. Um, and my website is artsoindulge.com.
1: Yeah, and T bells is T E A bells. Yes,
2: T like the drink bells.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also our sexual healing, mm-hmm. um, OurSexualHealing.co
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and uh, our sexual healing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a bunch of uh, podcasts which are released release over the next, you know, few weeks and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so just up there as well. We got resources for single and married people. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah. We have blog
2: active blog posts. We just i um, put up a post on Monday, I believe. Yeah. So yep, yeah, You can go there for some good stuff.
0: Cool. Well, thanks guys. Um, I think this was a, a dope podcast, especially in this season where a lot of people I'm sure are struggling with anxiety, isolation, worry, mm-hmm. concern, yeah. doubt, just a lot of emotions due to this COVID-19. So I think, people will hear this and be inspired to know that if he can do it for you guys, he can do it for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, uh, what does the, the scripture say? Pray. <laughs> uh, present your request, make your request
2: known to God um, in the peace that passes all understanding. That's it. Am I, am I missing <laughs> something? I'm boxing it up. I'm boxing I know, it. Right? it. I right? we all point. did.
1: Yeah, I know that passage was was transformative for you. It
2: was, it is, it still is.
0: Uh, how did I botch that up? we all mixing it up. Uh, but no, y'all got, y'all got the gist. We got the gist. In essence, don't be anxious. Yeah, Yeah. God loves us, He cares about His children. In prayer supplication, make your request known. Make your request known to God. Yes. Yes, there it is, and His peace will be with you. So, yeah, thank you guys once again. Um, This has been another episode of the Life Defined Podcast. Uh, Continue to follow us on Instagram at the Life Defined Podcast. Facebook, the Life Defined Podcast. And we'll see you guys soon. Peace. Peace.